Hi, this is May. And I'm Joy. Welcome to the QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. May and I are friends, writers, and creatives who want to share our endeavors out loud. On this podcast, we're here to encourage each other, and you too, and share tools we've discovered or made up, so you can follow your passions with a little support. So grab your tea, or your coffee, and let's get started. Hello, welcome to another week of QWERTY Writing Life. Thank you for joining us. And I am joined by my husband, Tony Rangatori, to talk with you guys to this week about culinary creativity. So I hope you're excited. I'm excited. And we are going to dive in. Okay, so Tony is a culinary manager at a chain restaurant. So that gives you a little bit of background about why in the world we're even talking about this whole culinary creativity thing. Um, and then let's just talk a little bit about your background. Okay. My culinary background is, I didn't go to culinary school or anything like that. Um, I just grew up working in restaurants. I started working at a pizza restaurant when I was 15, 16, making pizzas and then delivering. And it just kind of followed me all through uh, my life. It was just kind of that job that... Um, I kind of fall back on when I was in school. Um, when I was in graduate school, I worked at a gourmet pizza restaurant and had to sign a confidentiality agreement that I wouldn't give away any of the recipes because it was—I mean, it was a big deal in like downtown Louisville, Kentucky. Um, you know, this just having a great pizza. And then when um, we were in Wake Forest, I worked um, at night at a local sports bar. I mean, and and not cooking that time, just um, being a bar back, just cleaning up quarter filled beer glasses and spilling it all over myself and um, really not doing a whole lot in the kitchen. And then um, and then after after seminary, when I was teaching, um, just my second job at night to kind of make ends meet was waiting tables. And, and now. Um, I've kind of transitioned into restaurant management, but specifically in the kitchen. So I, um, I, I'm not a chef. I don't call myself a chef. Um, you know, they're those guys that not only went to culinary school, but that are self-taught and they're creating their own menus. And, you know, that's a title that I feel like's for them. But um, I do run a kitchen. I, I do run a professional kitchen. Um, and, uh, and, and we take our food seriously. So that's kind of my culinary background is um, a little bit self-taught and a little bit of learning from a lot of people that I've worked with over the years that have gone to culinary school that have spent a lot of time working in high-end kitchens and fine dining and mom and pops and some little grease pits here in the south just uh, with really great food that uh, you may not think had great food. So that's kind of how I learned to cook. Um, and then, you know, of course, growing up in New Orleans, um, it's kind of in the culture. Um, so it's something that we just always did when I was growing up. Yeah, and I'm glad that you mentioned that because that's that's another part of the background, uh, I think, for both of us is just where we grew up and how important food is. Mm -hmm. um, and 
also, I mean, your family is, he comes from a Sicilian family. So Sicilian, New Orleans, put those two together. You know there's food. We have a family recipe for like everything. So, (laughs) And, you know, they're not going to write it down for you because it's not written down. It's like. It's, oh, you put you put a little of this, you put a little of that. It's like orally passed on from generation to generation and tweaked by every generation. So I don't know what the original recipes are. I just know how we make it now. I mean, you know, we've got, um, you know, the red gravy that we that we make and meatballs. And my dad's, you know, got his own crawfish boil seasoning that he's worked on for the past five, six years. That's absolutely perfect that he probably couldn't tell you how much anything he puts in it, but it comes out the same every time. And uh, I'm trying to learn that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's amazing too. But yeah, I think that we, we both kind of come from that, um, that Southern background of just really good food. And I know a lot of places around the world talk about how great their food is. And, and New Orleans like is that. better. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there is that. <laughs> We do, we definitely use a lot of seasonings and in the South in general, butter is used quite a bit, I will say, but it's, it's pretty delicious. So, yeah. <laughs> we, we've taken it to a new level in New Orleans where it's, um, it's almost, I mean, the, the food and the culture are synonymous. You can't really separate them. Yeah, that is true. So why this topic of culinary creativity? Um, Maybe you want to touch on that a little bit. Like, why why do we even want to talk about this? Yeah, I mean, you know, your y'all's Quirky Pod, uh, Quirky Writing Life podcast is, is about creativity, and it centers around um, not only writing, but you know, more maybe traditional art, painting, things like that. But mostly writing is is Quirky Writing Life. Um, but there's some. I think I think um, food is a unique avenue for creativity. Um, if you even, you even see it on like on TV shows and and things like that, but I kind of live it, um, with a lot of the, a lot of the men and women that work for me is, is you do put a little bit of yourself on the plate. I mean, I've, I've been on the line. I mean, I, I try to spend, um, I try to spend a couple of days a week, at least on the line, just, um, so my, just, so my skills don't diminish, even though. My job's mostly administrative now. I don't have to do that. I, I try to. In fact, I, I was today um, just kind of working on some things with um, with some of my guys. Um, you put a little bit of yourself on the plate, and to have that, like if you if you miss the mark and have it sent back because someone didn't like it, um, it stings a little, you know. So I think for people that love food, whether you're a trained chef and you went to culinary school, or you or you're a home chef or you're working in a restaurant or whatever, if you like cooking, you like food and you're preparing food for someone, you're putting a little bit of yourself on the plate. And, um, it's a, it's a, like I said, a little bit of a unique way to, um, kind of be creative, not only with, um, maybe the types of foods, but the flavor combinations, things like that. So it's an opportunity for you to, to, to kind of get that outlet out. Maybe, maybe your job, um, is a high stress job and, you know, coming home and having a glass of wine while you cook a, a meal for yourself, or your family, or your friends. It's a great way not only to be creative, but relax. So I think that that's why I kind of brought it up and, and thought maybe we, you should think about doing a podcast with that because there's a lot of folks out there that, I mean, I'm not a poet. Um, most of my writing, um, in the past and now is didactic. It's for teaching. It's, um, 
academic. Um, so for me, when I am creative, it, it usually is around food. It's what I'm doing in the kitchen. And that's kind of um, a time for me to relax and just kind of um, let things that I like to do or, or kind of part of my personality kind of come out on a plate. So, yeah. And, you know, that is a big thing that <clears throat> when you're cooking, you know how we talked about earlier with, with his family and how so many things center around the kitchen and around food. And you mentioned, you know, a lot of people when they come home from work, um, you know, pour a glass of wine and cook dinner, either just for themselves, their family, their friends. Um, it's a, it's something that you can come around um, with more than just yourself too. It's yeah. something that you can engage in with others um, in a unique way. Yeah, it's a shared experience. I mean, you know, and and we've talked about it a lot. Um, we do, we have a hurried life, and uh, we try to look for those opportunities for our life to be unhurried and. Um, meals, you know, not, maybe not every meal, but meals are a wonderful way to do that. And our, I think in our culture, um, we have a very fast paced culture where, um, we, we sometimes almost make an idol out of busyness and how much we accomplish and it can be very unhealthy. And then we think of food as just, uh, kind of putting fuel in the machine so we can go to the next thing we can get to our next appointment we can accomplish you know the next hurdle and while there's a place for understanding that you know food fuels our body we need to put healthy things in and those things are true um it's really healthy to slow down and and have the meal become an experience um an experience not just the food but the people you're sharing the food with um for us i know that some of our best friends they they come over for a meal and it's a long night and it's good food and talking and um growing and, and fellowship with um with friends and family so it, it is a shared experience and it's always great when that shared experience can be a little bit off the beaten path where it's not just we baked a chicken and made some potatoes and put some bread in the oven that's that's fine that's a great meal but it's an opportunity to here's a here's something I wanted to try on the grill and and I've done that where it's it's been good and I've done that where you know the backup plan's been pizza and sometimes you it just doesn't work out but you know it is an opportunity to to be creative in a different way where it's not just stimulating the visually so you know some art it stimulates the heart and the mind um, and most art simulates the heart and the mind but with um, creativity in the kitchen it, it also fills the tummy and is um, a shared experience that's tangible for everyone you don't have to appreciate um, you don't have to appreciate historical fiction or the certain type of art or poetry to be able to engage in the conversation everyone likes a good meal that's true so I guess, what are some ways that, um, some avenues that we can be creative in the kitchen? Well, um, it really does, like so many things, comes, come back to, to reading and learning. Um, some people just have a knack for it where they get in the kitchen and, um, and they're just great at it. But even those people learn by... Learn, learn by experience, 
this didn't work, this did work. You know, let's do more of that, less of this. We can accelerate that by reading recipes or there's a ton of YouTube videos. Our daughter um, is becoming quite the baker and she watches YouTube videos on baking and she's learned quite a bit just through that. So there's a ton of resources out there. So one of the avenues to be creative is just to um, is just to watch people and do it. But if you're if you're new to cooking, just learn the basics. Like what temperature? Like you constantly ask me, what temperature do I have to cook chicken again? I get so tired of saying 165 degrees. But <laughs> learn that. Learn learn those things first, and and then you can kind of build on it. Or if you're a home cook and you've been cooking for years. Try something you've never tried before, um, you know, uh, whether it's a different type of food or just a different flavor profile. Um, you know, it, it's amazing how many combinations we get out there for just, you know, you can cook chicken a million different ways, pork chops a million different ways. I mean, pork especially is wonderful at accepting flavors. So um, that's one way. And then just have fun with it. it. It's food. It's just have fun with it. If it doesn't work, well, you know. Eat a bad meal and then try it again next time. I don't know. <laughs> I work with some people that they've been cooking for a long time, and I learn new things from them all the time. Um, you know, one of the, um, I guess, one of the ways that we've been creative at, at my restaurant, and I guess uh, I don't know if this falls under the avenue to be creative because you would have to kind of work in a kitchen to do this. But I work at a chain restaurant, and I was having a conversation today with. Um, another one of our culinary managers um, who did go to culinary school. He's he, all this, like he, he just knows a ton of this stuff, like flavor profiles I and mean, everything he makes at home is from scratch. He's really good. So my question was, do you get bored? Um, do you get bored here? Because we execute the same recipes and the food here and our, you know, where we live needs to taste the same as every other restaurant that we have in the company and his answer was, yeah, it does get a little boring, <clears throat> you know, and there's some dishes that are more chefy than others that we enjoy cooking because it's, you know, you're doing a little bit more with it. Um, but yeah, it does get a little boring and I've, I've worked with, with chefs that they've left to go to um, mom and pop restaurants where they got to create a menu and things like that. So one of the things that we do a couple things to, to kind of, we spice it up a little bit and beat that boredom is uh, we had a contest one time where we just, it was kind of like chopped. We had I think 35, 40 minutes and we could use only what was in the restaurant, but we couldn't make anything that was on the menu. We had to make something completely different. It was cool to get creative and do stuff like that. And also um, we just, we make things that aren't on our menu for us to eat because well, we get hungry. We're at work, so um, you start learning how to develop how um, flavor profiles are shared in different types of cuisine. So, I love. I do not work in a Chinese food restaurant. I do not work in an Asian inspired restaurant, but I love Chinese food. So, I have really learned how to take the some of the stuff that we have at our restaurant and kind of manipulate that into some very Asian flavor profiles. So a lot of times I'll eat something, I'll be eating something in the restaurant, but did you go get Chinese food? Like, no, it's, I made this from all. But you start learning and experimenting how those flavor profiles work. I had one 
uh, one of my cooks was making like some orange shrimp that he had gone to the bar and gotten one of the, uh, some of the, uh, orange mango bar mix that we use for a orange mango smoothie at the bar. And he's back there with just a syrup, kind of reducing it down and making this, like he mixed it with, uh, like, uh, red pepper flakes. But it was fantastic. But I mean, it was almost like a Caribbean inspired, like orange shrimp. And it was, it was fantastic. So we do things like that, uh, at the restaurant to kind of get creative. But those are those things that just kind of come from learning how flavor, flavor profiles work. You could totally do that at your house. You totally do it. Yeah, for sure. And like when I want to make something that maybe I haven't made before or I haven't made in a while, typically what I end up doing is I'll look up the recipe and I'll find three or four different variations on the recipe that I'm looking for. And I compare them and I'm, you know, take this and this and this and maybe I add my own little thing and I end up with this Frankenstein kind of recipe, I guess. Um, but that's mm -hmm. kind of how I've cooked a most of my adult life and right. it's fun it's a lot of fun because you you kind of throw in your own little creativity of um you know a lot of times especially here it's i'm gonna add a little bit of spice to this you know or yeah and, and if like you have that. kids you have to get creative because you never know what they're gonna like from one day to the <laughs> next so there's definitely things that our kids don't like as much spice as we do so mm -hmm. like well we gotta tone that down next time or either that or heat up some chicken nuggets because they're not going to eat it. Yeah, that is true. I've, I've been surprised with some of the things that we've tried that our kids have liked. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, like tonight I did a balsamic chicken, which is something that I just did. And it's the simplest thing ever. I mean, Super it's only, simple. yeah, it's, it's basically just chicken, balsamic vinegar, a little bit of salt and pepper. And tonight I added some red pepper. Um, which I had not done before, but our daughter loves this chicken. Now our son doesn't like it so much. So when we do balsamic chicken, he, he cooks he, his own. Yeah, he does. He he seasons his own, and it's well, it's a little bit scary how much garlic powder and onion powder. It's and almost like he, puts on he it. just saw some seasonings that he liked the names of, and kind of threw them all on chicken and cooked it. But it actually is pretty good. I mean, it's. It's full of flavor, <laughs> but uh, he likes it and he has fun with it. And it's kind of his own blend. And like I said, I mean, there's no rhyme or reason, but the, I mean, for the most part, the seasonings work. I'm not sure everything that he put on there, I would throw on there, but it, <laughs> it works. All right. So I thought it would just be kind of fun to um, kind of wrap up with just asking some favorites. Okay. So what is your favorite cooking show? Um, well, my favorite cooking shows are kind of the competition ones, um, the, uh, the the traditional cooking shows of how to cook this. They, they really never go into a lot of detail, and I can I can look that up and read that. But I really like Beat Bobby Flay. Um, first of all, I, I like I like Bobby Flay. I mean, he's not always a great chef, but just got a good personality on TV, and it's um, I don't know, he, it's a good show. But uh, what I like about the Beat Bobby Flay show so much is it kind of feels to me, it, it's like, it's kind of how rest, uh, the, the setup of the show is kind of like how restaurants are when it's closed and everyone's gone and you're kind of just having some chefs there just cooking for themselves or 
just seeing who's better or there's there's feel of it like this is what happens when restaurants are closed down it's kind of like we're pulling back the curtain a little bit now i know the show's more scripted than that but i've been in restaurants late and that's how it feels um you know and and things are different at whatever your favorite restaurant is i promise you it's very different when the all the lights come on and all the guests are gone uh it's a really different place and that's kind of how Deep Bobby Flay feels to me. It's like the restaurant when all the guests are gone and um, everyone cuts loose a little bit. And we kind of pick up on that a little bit in a show that we both really enjoy, and that's Cajun Aces. Mm -hmm. um, that was that's a fun show for us to watch, especially because the carols are local chefs. Yeah, they're not far. Yeah. I mean, New Roads, Louisiana is not far from here, and. They show a lot of that, like the behind the scenes, like them, you know, making up new, new recipes and stuff like that. Of course, they own their own restaurants. So that's a little bit different. They get to be creative even on their menu as well. But. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a cool show too. And they're, um, I mean, they're, they're great chefs. Um, Sam and Cody Carroll are, mm -hmm. they're, they're amazing chefs. Yeah. Do you have a favorite meal that you like to cook? I don't know that I have a favorite meal I like to cook. I think I have a favorite method, and I like to I, I like I like to experiment on the grill. Um, I, I know, and not only with the food, but like the cooking method. Um, now, I'm not like an expert on using the smoker. A lot of people love that. I, I just I don't have the time for the smoker. It just <laughs> takes all day. I don't have the time, um, and it's it's a science. It really is. So if you're, you know. A, a pit master and you are great at smoking smoking meat and more power to you i'll come and i'll eat it it's just not that's just not my favorite style of cooking but um i do like like i, I do like the grill i use um not charcoal briquettes anymore i've kind of one of the things i've experimented with and really like is i use the the, the wood briquettes now uh with like a um kind of a natural lighter fluid to get them started get rid of all the chemical taste um if you're interested in that you want to find out exactly what i use you can put like a, a, a comment uh, underneath this and joy will give that message to me and i'll i'll get it to you if you want to know exactly what i use but i promise it takes away all the chemical flavor in fact she used to not really want to eat real food until i started using that anyway um, not to get off on that, but what I really like is um, kind of playing around with spice combinations. I buy a lot of stuff off the shelf, and there's some great, um, you know, grilling seasonings out there that are just these mixes of like uh, I use a like a bourbon molasses one that I used yesterday that I bought off the shelf. I had nothing to do with that, and it was really good. But it does. I enjoy kind of making my own work. The ratios are mine. What I put in its mind, it just feels more chefy. It just kind of feels like you put a little more of yourself into it. Um, once you've cooked for a little while, like you know what temperature chicken and pork is done at. You know the difference between a medium and a medium rare steak. Those things kind of come with time, but what really kind of sets apart. You know, it's one thing to have people over and they're like, "Oh wow, that was a really nicely cooked medium rare or medium steak," but when you um, add a new flavor profile to it from the seasonings that maybe they've never experienced before. Um, you know, that's a, that's a great way to be creative and, and it's, it's, it's fun for people like, wow, that's really good. I really enjoyed that. Or when you like accidentally figure something out, like 
the way we cook turkeys in our family now. And, you know, it's not a secret recipe, so I'll give it out on YouTube. We accidentally one year, my grandfather actually accidentally one year cooked a turkey upside down. And it was like the juiciest turkey ever. So since then, for like the past like 15 years, every year we cooked the turkey upside down. And the turkey breast just kind of marinate and all the juices that run down into it. And you don't even really need to inject it or baste it or anything. It's, it's really good. So uh, those are the types of things that I like, I think, most about cooking. Are there any foods that you have tried that you were surprised that you liked? Yeah, I get to try a lot of new foods. Um, I work with um, in a, a multi-ethnic kitchen. And uh, one, of my, one of my line cooks is uh, Hispanic. And he will somewhat regularly, maybe once a month or so, he'll show up to work with a cow tongue and uh, he'll put that thing in, um, in a pan and fill with water and onions and all sorts of stuff and put a, uh, you know, kind of put aluminum foil on there, kind of make a makeshift pressure cooker. And we'll throw that thing in the convection oven for a good part of the day and he'll slice it, uh, he'll chop it up and make cow tongue tacos with uh and he makes like you know homemade salsa like pico de gallo puts on it and it's it's fantastic i mean if i didn't tell you it was cow tongue you would never guess in a million years it's fantastic <laughs> so yeah i love cow tongue tacos they're great okay i'm gonna take your <laughs> word for it <laughs> i hear cow tongue and i just know I <laughs> it's so good it's so good it really is <laughs> it's funny <laughs> Well, all right. Well, is there anything else that you want to say just about culinary creativity before we kind of wrap up the a challenge? No, just um, it's if if you're you know if you're listening to this and you're not like I'm not the most creative person. I'm not. My mind just doesn't work that way. At least in the traditional avenues of creativity, um, there's something. Just find something where you can kind of get that, that creativity out or that that kind of going on for you. It's it's healthy and it's good and it's fun. Um, and cooking is, is that for me, it allows me to play around a little bit and even, um, just kind of relax. Um, whereas, you know, writing for me, uh, if, if I had to sit down and write poetry, that would be like homework for me. Not that it's not wonderful. It's just not something I'm talented. I do en enjoy reading poetry. I don't always understand it, but, um, so whether it's cooking or, or something else or something where you can kind of uh, be creative and, and do that. And it's fun. And they're just um, really wonderful um, gifts from God to help us enjoy life uh, while we're here a little more. And, and food's definitely part of that. I would agree with that for sure. All right. So we are going to send you guys out this week with a QWERTY challenge like we usually do. And so Tony's got a couple of really good challenges for you this week. Okay, so um, the first query challenge would just take maybe one of your favorite recipes, one of those go-tos, and tweak it a little bit. Find, um, you know, for instance, um, when we were talking earlier, I use the example of like if you grill pork chops or something. And, you know, apples go great with pork chops. So, like there's a very traditional dish, pork chops and applesauce. Well, maybe instead of applesauce, I'm going to take and I'll chop some fresh like honey crisp apples and you know, cook them down in um, a little bit of butter and brown sugar and put those on there. And instead of applesauce, we'll do that. Um, so just kind of tweak one of your favorites. Um, try something new. 
And um, I guess the other one would just be take and and try some new flavor profiles. Maybe something you've never tried. Maybe look up a recipe for something you have never tried and just cook it and try it. And, um, you know, maybe you'll find something new that you like and enjoy. Um, and, and like maybe you want to cook some Kaltung tacos, Kaltung <laughs> tacos. And, and you're like, wow, they really are that good. So try something new and uh, or reimagine and tweak something old. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us this week. We hope that you have had a good time. I know we have. And um, I hope that this week you find a way to be creative in your kitchen and have a fantastic week. Bye. Thanks for listening until the end. Seriously, you're a trooper. Do you think pretty writing life is the bomb? May, you just said the bomb. Don't you censor me. If you think Cordy Writing Life rocks ice for real, oh my word. please rate, review, and share us with others. If you have questions about this week's episode or want to start a conversation, you can reach us by visiting CordyWritingLife.podbean.com. We'll be back next week with more candid chats for you.